read a little bit from the book of Genesis, and uh, I'm going to read um, a couple of different places from the first chapter of Genesis. It begins this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then moving forward to verse 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all of the an wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. This is the beginning of our scripture. This is the opening of our sacred text, the book which we found our worldview upon. Be clear that the worldview of Christians is not the worldview of all people. There's even some differences within the worldviews of individual Christians. I suspect that there are differences within this room as well. It's our goal, though, as followers of Jesus Christ. It's our goal, our aspiration, our hope that we might be becoming more and more like God, seeing the world through God's eyes. And that might become our worldview. As Confirmation Sunday, often, um, and I mentioned that I told them that, that this isn't graduation. This isn't we're finished, we get out. I expect to see you back next week and every week that follows. But it's also not graduation in, in the sermon either. You know, in a graduation, you, you usually have a distinguished alumni who gets up and speaks, and, and, and then you have a valedictorian that may blather on about something. I don't know. I didn't listen at my graduation. I probably should have. She became a pediatrician. Nevertheless, the message isn't about telling the graduates to go out into the world. But every message is for all listeners, everyone, including all of you online. Every message, each message, I want you to understand, each message in its own way is meant to encourage you and them because you're one of them now. It's to encourage you to see the world through the eyes of God and treat it as Jesus treated it. We call that a Christian worldview. Last week, Greg kicked off this sermon series, and, and he gave us a definition of a, uh, of a worldview. It's a, a collection of attitudes, values, stories, and expectations about the world around us, which inform our every thought and action. Worldview is not just about what we think about what's going on around us, but how our thinking informs our activity. Our thinking informs how we'll act. So in a full Christian worldview, I begin in the beginning. In the beginning, God. It's an important place to begin. We begin with the beginning. 
A Christian worldview begins then with God. Now, some faith expressions, though I'm sure they would agree with what I'm going to present, but some faith expressions are very forward on beginning with the fall of humanity. The way that works is that, that they might say that, um, you know, Adam and Eve bit the apple and it's, it's been horrendous ever since. What this does is it gives you a worldview that looks at the world as bad, as troubled, as problematic. And I read the news, I see what's going on. There's reason, good reason to think that. But because Christ is central to their theology, they begin with what necessitated Christ. Or what they think necessitated Christ, the sinfulness of humanity. Really, what they're beginning with is people. And sinfulness is, is not the reason for Christ. It's what got the ball rolling. Sinfulness necessitates the, the event of Christ. But it's not the reason. Christ is necessary because we begin with God. Let me offer just a crass outline of how that works then for those, those theologies that begin with sinfulness. There's the fall of humanity. Adam and Eve bit the apple and humanity's fall from grace. And throughout the whole rest of the story, the biblical story, but also the human story that carries on even today throughout the rest of the story, humanity returns again and again to our sinfulness. As long as I'm being crass, let me say, it's like what it says in Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Therefore, humanity needs to be saved from their sin. Therefore, God had to respond. You see, it puts all the power in the hands of humanity. Humans act, God responds. But humans are not the prime mover in the human divine drama. God provides the initiative. In the beginning, God. God is the first to act. In that other theology, which I think is not flawed but incomplete, Jesus dies on the cross because of our sins. I probably said that at Easter. Jesus is resurrected for our sake. I probably said that at Easter. And I'll admit to using those phrases from time to time, but that's a particular worldview. In what I think is a better worldview, a Christian worldview, is it begins in the beginning. In the beginning, God. A proper worldview begins with that first line of the Bible. In the beginning, God. It begins with God's initiative in creation. Pastor Greg last week shared the, the three important components, or three, I won't say the three, three important components of creation on our worldview. The way it impacts us and the way we think about the world and think about God and our relationship to it. The first is a belief in the ultimate goodness of creation. The Bible records God's feelings about creation. In the end of day one, he says nothing. No, there's nothing mentioned. But days two through five, he saw it was good, the Bible tells us. 
Each day he finishes and he saw it was good. But on day six, something changes. Day six, Genesis 1:31, God saw everything he had made, and indeed, it was very good. There's certainly a bold claim the environmentalists could make about the, God, the goodness of creation. But don't miss that subtle difference on that day six. It was very good. That's because God created humanity on day six. And a Christian worldview looks at humanity, looks at one another with the eyes of God, and thinks it is very good. Look, take a moment, and everybody look to your right. Now everybody look to your left. Now, now crane your neck to look behind you. Those in the back row can stand up and look at the booth. They love me bringing them to attention. Now look forward. The backs of the heads that you just saw represent one whom God created and said, it is very good. Looking at the students on the front row, God looked at each one of you when God created you and said, it is very good. That's high praise coming from God and ought to inform the way that we treat one another. The second point Greg pointed out was, was humanity has been created in the image of God. You all know, uh, as you looked around, that we don't all look alike, which might say something about the image of God. But it's also true that the image of God is not just a physical manifestation uh, as much as it is the reality of your very being. You have within you the capacity to be the likeness of God on earth. Just as Jesus was the perfect likeness of God on earth, you may not be the perfect likeness, but you can be very good. You have that capacity. The implication here is that we were created to be like God and we were, when we were born, and, and we are at our very best when we are God-like. And therefore, the third point, that there is a purposefulness to creation. And I could say a lot about that, but time's running short, so let me sum it up this way. The purpose of creation, the purpose of you and me and plants and animals and mountains and seas, the purpose of all of that is to show forth who God is. To show to those who are not very good in the way they behave, or to show to those who have received the behavior of those who are not very good in their behavior, but to show to all what God is like. And that God deeply desires that they be like God as well. And with that in mind, next week we'll talk about humanity misses the mark and the implications of that for our worldview. The fall, as I talked about, and, and the fullness of, of uh, what, what John Wesley would call sin with a capital S and sins with a small s. We'll get to that next week. 
But then from there, we'll go to how God acts to redeem us for the purposefulness of creation. A little hint, that's Jesus. Confirmation. The word confirm means to be made firm or to hold firm. In confirmation, for all of us, it means to hold firm in the way that you see the world, the way that you're called to see the world, with a worldview that is a Christian biblical worldview that looks at the world and says, you're very good in spite of your behavior sometimes and because of your behavior sometimes. But in, in fact, it doesn't matter about your behavior because God sees you as very good. And not only to see one another in that way, but to treat one another in that way, to be godly in the way that we interact with each other and to see their value as we proclaim their part in God's creation. And if you can hold firm to that, you are on the right track to be the Christian God called you to be. Amen and amen.